Welcome to Mint, the podcast exploring the Web3 creator economy. I'm your host, Adam Levy, and every Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be showing you what's happening at the corner where crypto meets creators by interviewing Web3's top creative entrepreneurs, collectors, and founders. This episode is brought to you by the composable and decentralized social graph Lens Protocol, who's ready for you to build on so that you can focus on creating a great experience, not scaling your users. Guys, I've talked about this on the podcast before. We as creators need to break through a new paradigm of social networking apps that we control rather than them controlling us. Lens Protocol isn't a social media app. It's designed to let Web3 social apps bloom. Own your content, own your social graph, own your data. Lens Protocol is the last social media handle you'll ever have to create. On this week's episode of Mint, we have a special guest, Peter Saputo. He's a Web3 native music artist here to share his story with us. Peter's journey as a creator in the world of NFTs and crypto has been quite the ride. From his early days of meeting various mentors to making a name himself with his music and building a solid fan base around his creativity, Peter has a lot to share about navigating the ever-evolving world of Web3. In this episode, Peter shares his thoughts and his decision-making process for launching on various minting platforms, balancing one-of-one releases with edition drops, and engaging with his Web2 followers using NFTs. He's got some great tips for success, and he'll also share who he thinks is the most underrated music artist in Web3. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn all about Peter's journey and his thoughts on the world of NFTs and crypto. Peter Saputo, welcome to Mint. Long time coming. How are you doing? Thanks for being on. Dude, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to have you. I'm a collector of yours. I really enjoy music. And uh, I remember towards the end of season six, we were just kicking it, I think, at one of like the LA creator houses in crypto. I forgot which one. Was, Bro, we should run an episode. I have this project coming up. And you sold me on this idea and really got to, to tap into the way you think. And I was like, wow, this, this kid really gets it. This kid. So Not a kid. And I was like, all right, this is, <laughs> this is cool. We should... We should we should run it. So I'm excited to have you on, Peter. Peter, Dude. 30 seconds. Who are you, man? Give us a quick intro. Yo, uh, I'm Peter. Uh, <laughs> make uh, music. I uh, produce um, out of my studio at home in Los Angeles and uh, just been making music for as long as I can remember and recently got into like Web3 over the last year. And uh, honestly, just, just living life, trying to make music and and have fun so <laughs> let's go live in life live in life yeah. in web3 how'd you get into web3 what is that story dude so i i mean i got into crypto they started investing in crypto kind of beginning of quarantine um and kind of didn't experiment with any nfts or anything did not have the energy to like pay attention to any of that stuff that was going on and uh i just randomly um had a friend come over kind of once we could socialize again um and he was he was actually hyping me up on um daniel allen's uh overstimulated project and he's like dude like i don't know if you've heard of like music nfts or DAOs or anything but like you should really like you know get into this stuff like this this could be a way that you could kind of fund your your life essentially and uh your music and whatever and i was very skeptical to be completely honest <laughs> that was like it seems too good to be true and whatnot but um literally here we are we we made it through so it's it's kind of wild um but yeah I, I honestly hit up like a manager and uh asked them or asked him what he thought of like music nfts and he pretty much gave me like the green light he's like dude just like dive into it mm. like you won't forget it and that kind of we are the 
to get okay. there right now. <laughs> what, what was your first step after you hit him up? What did you do next? It was really, really quick. Um, I discovered Good Karma um, like right after I kind of started diving into the space. And um, Good Karma Records run by Grady, um, who I actually listened to Grady's music for for a minute before ever like getting into music NFTs and um, loved his music. So when I saw that he was like diving into this, I was like, oh, that's sick. I, at the time, lived in Hollywood, like across the street from the Fonda Theater, and he happened to be playing at the Fonda Theater literally the next day. And the next day after like the Good Karma, like the initial uh, like crown Fonda they did. And uh, I just freaking walked over to the venue, bought a ticket, and I was like, I'm going to meet Grady and I'm going to talk to him about Good Karma. Ended up meeting uh, Cooper Turley, Cooper Truco, cool. um, that night, which was which was sick and uh met grady later on we had some mutuals and um yeah just hit it off turns out good karma had the first ever like la in-person meetup the very next day so i just you know naturally just showed up <laughs> and uh yeah just kind of got really connected within um good karma which was sick yeah i would argue that something that's special about you peter is when people <laughs> try to think like how do i get into the space they don't know where to start and your default, your default sort of step was to go find people that know more than you do. Yeah. Go ask some questions, go shake their hand, go try to break into some type of circle and figure it out. It's very uh, entrepreneurial-esque to, to an extent. No, it, it is. And like, you're laughing because probably you don't think about it like that, right? But like compared, compared to all the people that I have on the podcast, right? And listening to their story and how they got started, it's very much, okay, I don't get something, I want to figure it out. I'm going to go find people that understand it and break yep. my way into the circle, right? Yep. Why Why do you think that's like your default sort of reaction compared to other people where they're just like sitting at their computer, like they don't know what to do. They're trying to read blogs or on crypto Twitter. They don't know what communities to join. You're like, I'm just yep. going to like, I'm, I'm going to break into it somehow. Yeah, I think honestly, just being in LA made it very easy. I think if I lived somewhere else, it would have been a little bit harder to get into this space. But um, I think that the, I, I don't know. I just had a very few people that I really trusted that um like i said gave me that push to get into it and i was sure. like you know what like <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing because like ever since covid it was like okay like releasing music felt weird you couldn't really go on tour could, i mean you couldn't so it was like kind of what can you do as an artist other than just like make music and at the end of the day it can't only be making music um as much as some of us would like love for that to be the case but um, it was honestly, I think the reason why I just kind of went out and just like went for it was I didn't really have anything better to do, honestly, <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, just, I was like, might as well just try it out. So might as well. <laughs> might as well. Okay. So you meet Grady, you meet good karma. Um, yeah. do you immediately perform at a showcase or when out next? So I think crazy because literally, I think a few weeks late after, I met Grady and Cooper, uh, Miami, our Basel was happening and I literally just bought a flight and went in and popped in and I was like, let's, let's see what's happening. And it just really dove into it there and, um, ended up meeting like blockchain Brett, um, which was incredible. Love that guy. Um, a few other like amazing, like people who like are my friends now. Um, and I think that like, through kind of all that then grady when they were doing a showcase he had asked me to play and i was like absolutely so 
yeah it was kind of like i i definitely put in like a lot of work it wasn't like this immediate like oh you popped in come you know play a showcase Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Brady probably hadn't even like listened to any of my music after we met a few times and like whatever, but it definitely took like a minute of just like being involved in the space before like, you know, I got a, a text to play. Right. Fast yeah. forward, how long? A year? Have you been Dude, for a year now? Dude, it's been, it's been over a year, which is Okay, insane. fast forward fast forward a year. What were some of those initial misconcep- misconceptions that you've had getting into the space that mm-hmm. have now become so like obvious and cleared up? That it's a no-brainer. Dude, the biggest one um, is how, like, much I was overthinking how to drop a music NFT. Like, how much I was, like, thinking, like, to do this whole strategic, like, thing and, like, whatever. Oh, interesting. Like, like, Google Docs of, like, all these things that I wanted to do and how I was going to present them and, like, whatever. And now I'm at the point of, like, dude, like, I have a song coming out in a month that I'm going to drop on sound. And I right now don't know if I'm doing an open edition or if I'm doing capped editions or like, I have no idea what I'm doing with it yet. And I'm just, just kind of like winging it. And it's sick now because I have enough of a collector base that I can just kind of send a text and be like, yeah, what do you guys want me to do? And they'll kind of be like, Oh, do this. And there's a lot less like thinking. So I think it's, it's more like do than think. And that's what a, what what a weird concept to say out loud. I have an hour collector base. Like I'll just text them. <laughs> yeah, it is and, weird. And they'll give me what like what? Like it's if you tell it to anybody outside of the circle, they're like, What what like what did you just say? They're like, What are you talking about? It's like, oh, your team is like a hundred people in a chat. It's like mm, kinda like <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> How wild is that? Like put that into perspective of all these other artists that are just trying to keep up yeah. to date with the Spotify algorithm. And not to say that you aren't as well trying to get distribution for your music. But you now have this community, this yep. fan club, whatever you want to call them, whatever you call the the saputos in the group chat. You know, uh, I I think it's pretty it's pretty marvelous to be honest. And I think having that that level of community that you can directly DM, send them a track, hit them up for ideas, drop a link for a drop, uh, drop a link for for a new drop that you're that you have rolling out, and get the whole community hyped about it is something super unique and super special. And uh, I feel like, well, definitely not many people have that. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. Which is, it's so cool being part of something so like niche or like it just, it's definitely, it just feels good, honestly, um, to have community like that because I think that yeah, I mean, like not many people have a chat where they can hit up their like top fans. So talk about that. So when you have a chat, for those who don't understand what that means, okay, because a lot of people listen to Mint. They're either already like Web3 native or getting into the space using the podcast as a guide to navigate them. So I want to break this down because you're very relatable. You're in the space for almost a little bit over a year and you figured it out. Like you've made it on sound. You have your you have your group chat. You're selling out drops. Paint out the the, the sort of like roadmap, right? The, the steps. What does that mean to have a group chat? How the hell do you funnel people into a group chat? How do you even get somebody to collect your stuff to be in with and yeah. then bring them into the group? You know what I mean? Like yeah. lay it out for me. I mean, definitely, like, it took time, and that's that's the biggest thing. It's not, like, an overnight thing. It's not just over a couple weeks. It's, like, I mean, I spent so much time networking in the space before I had sold anything, before I got onto any platforms. Um, and it was, it was honestly at the point of, like, I had been around for so long, and people were questioning, like, why 
why isn't Peter on, you know, XYZ? <laughs> all the, why isn't he on all these platforms? Like, whatever. And it's just like, it, it kind of showed how much, you know, work needs to be um, put in. And it's not even necessarily like work. It's just making friends, honestly, at this point. Um, I kind of just, I mean, I showed up everywhere and started meeting people. And by the time I dropped anything, I already had fans that wanted to be collectors. And once they were, you know, collectors of mine, I just went, hey, I'm making a telegram. I started out with like a Discord, which I honestly barely invited people to. It was mostly like my Web2 fan base in Discord. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just started inviting people to do a telegram chat. And I was like, yo, we can, we can hang out here. Um, <laughs> you know, you guys will get info on whatever first and yeah i don't know it's it's a good it's a good hang the gm's every day <laughs> the gm's every day but how did you get your fans before dropping piece that's like that's the golden question yeah i mean like, like i said it it's getting fans before uh dropping anything is that is the work um and it is just showing up like i i legitimately showed up any possible place that I could. Um, I I was buying tickets, putting them onto my credit card, being like, I'm probably never going to see money um, or I'm never going to get this money back. Like I'm literally like just winging this and uh, just showing up. Like we met at, um, where did we meet? We met in Denver, East Denver. I think, I think so. so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just, just pulled up and uh, networked there. It was just like meeting all these collectors and um yeah i pretty much every every event in the the states i pretty much pulled up to which was wild it was sick but it was definitely wild. like in person talking to these people and um not everybody necessarily has like the luxury of like being able to do that or not even the luxury but like the loki like <laughs> the balls to just put everything on a credit card and be like <laughs> yolo like i don't know like it, it was honestly a stupid decision but like it worked out so not stupid but um yeah i mean i just i just think it's it's just a matter of networking with people and you can do that online and by being in discords or hanging out um on twitter spaces and, and stuff like that and like you know i was doing all those things too so it's kind of i just put myself everywhere i possibly can be to the point where you you kind of couldn't miss me if that makes sense yeah i agree and that, that, I, agree. I mean that's how i was able to you know when i did my first like sound drop it was gone instantly which was mind-blowing um but it kind of made sense why that happened because i like i knew and everybody knew how much time i spent in this space so yeah <laughs> do you feel like you're better in person or online when it comes to meeting new friends oh definitely better in person yeah okay yeah definitely how do you how do you tra like translate like your charisma in person to interacting with people online i honestly the it's interesting, like the way that I text people is the way that I just speak it. So like my messages are like, I'll send like four or five messages, just the way that I would like talk. Right. And um, I feel like in a sense, it's almost, it's almost the same, but it's definitely easier to like, I mean, you're having conversations in person, whereas like online, it's like, you're not necessarily going to have a conversation with, you know, Adam Levy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I can't, you know, if I see you at an event, it's like, yo, what's up? You know, we can have a chat, like whatever. It's a lot easier than just trying to get through your DMs or something to that effect. Right, right, yeah. right. Another cool thing, Peter, 
that makes this conversation super unique is, like you said, you've been in the space for a little over a year now. You've seen music NFTs in its like naked original form, and you've seen it and you see it today. Walk me through sort of how you you understand the evolution within that period, because a year in crypto is like 10 years elsewhere. Everything moves so fast. Yeah. Anything stands out to you throughout that period that you've been involved to date, um, that you've sort of learned from, that you can reflect on, anything of that nature? Man, I feel like when I first was kind of getting into space, it was, I mean, sound didn't exist yet. Um, and it definitely went from just like one of ones and like a mirror crowdfund, um, to what it is now. And I, I, when I was initially getting into like music NFTs, I didn't necessarily think of it of like doing additions or anything. It was kind of just like, Oh, one of ones, like, you know, having like a super fan, like you're, you know, top fan wanting to collect your one of one song or whatever. And, um, which is still sick. I still love one of ones. Um, but I think fast forward to like now with doing um like editions and being able to do like giving your music nfts away for free and like stuff like that it's definitely grown the space a lot and um i've definitely at a point now where like i prefer editions um and like because i think i like people being included i want to include as many people as possible um it shouldn't be necessarily this thing that like only a few because if I, for example, I dropped nine songs in 2022. If I had only done one of ones, I would have had maybe nine collectors, you know, whereas now I have almost 300. That's like, that feels like way, way better. And that feels way more like community, um, hmm. which, which I'm loving. <laughs> What's up, guys? Sorry for the quick pause, but I wanted to tell you about Bello a new blockchain analytics tool I built that helps Web3 native creators and communities learn more about their collectors and their on-chain behavior. Through a simple search, Bellows Intelligence can help you figure out a price for your NFT drop, show you what other communities your collectors are a part of, and empower you with insights to make confident decisions on how to grow your community. I built Bello with you in mind. So as a creator myself, Bellows helped me make money by finding sponsors for the podcast and allowed me to curate better content for you guys and now it's ready to help other creators too if you're a web3 native creator nft project founder or community manager join the waitlist to try bellow's beta product today by signing up at bellow.lol forward slash join that's b-e-l-l-o dot l-o-l forward slash join all right back to the episode so how do you find the balance between dropping the one of ones and getting that single collector versus dropping additions like capped additions and yep. building community through volume. I think that for at this point, the way that I'm kind of thinking about it is kind of songs that are on my back catalog that like I've dropped a while ago, I think make a little bit more sense to exist as one of ones. Um, and like, I, I only have ever dropped two one of ones on catalog. I've done a couple on like Zora, um, but I've definitely just done way more editions and typically those are just like newer songs and i think it makes a little more sense to you know if i'm dropping a song on you know friday then i'll just do a sound drop the day before and try to get people to in listen to it then boom song comes out instant traffic to that song on spotify mm -hmm. it all it converts um a little more but what i love about one of ones with my back catalog is like kind of when you drop a song 
a year goes by and it's like, okay, this song doesn't necessarily have much hype around it. You can kind of build new hype on old right. music. So, yeah. Hmm. Another question I have for you is um, artists struggle with deciding which platforms to launch on. Should they launch on Decent? Should they launch on Zora? Should they launch on Sound, on Catalog? When do you launch on Sound? When do you launch on Zora? How do you understand that whole dynamic and what does your decision-making process look like? I I will honestly say I don't think it matters where you start. It just matters that you start. <laughs> um, I started out on Zora because I wasn't on Catalog. Again, sound didn't exist yet. And I just wanted to have my music on the blockchain. And I just put up, I minted a song and it went months without selling. Nobody, like I tweeted about it like once or twice. I wasn't trying to be like super aggressive with it because I was like, you know, I got I to gotta meet some people first <laughs> and I kind of like learn more to, you know, really understand what I'm getting into. But um, yeah, I mean, like starting on Zora was not a, not a bad, not a bad decision. Um, I think that even when sound, um, you know, when sound launched, I wasn't on sound till April and um, sound launched in December, I think. And so <clears throat> when I did get on, um, I kind of already had like a lot of time just like waiting, like, what do I do next kind of a thing? Cause it's like, I'm still all on catalog. <laughs> and, um, when I, even when I got on sound in, um, April, you couldn't just like do another drop. And Zora had allowed the, or made the, made it, um, I don't know what the, the term necessarily would be, but basically they made it so you could do editions on, um, right. And I saw that as like, okay, like, you know, Zora probably doesn't have like a built-in collector base for music NFTs, but you can do additions. So I'm just going to experiment with that. And I just did a couple of, a couple of drops there and they were, you know, they were all pretty successful. And, um, it was just a matter of like doing, like, I didn't want to wait around. Um, right. I didn't feel like I needed to necessarily wait around. Um, but it definitely, definitely like just, I don't know. At the end of the day, as long as you start somewhere. And our minting stuff, that's like really all that matters. Obviously, that make sure sense. That you're, you can represent the space well enough before you mint anything. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, just like starting anywhere. Like, I think that if you want to do a drop on decent, go for it. If you want to start in sound, if you can start on sound, you know, like definitely go for it, but it doesn't necessarily matter. It's, it's even if you're dropping on sound now, it's like you're not going to get an instant sellout. You're still got to put in some work. So whether it's on Zora or Sound, like, does it really matter? So I don't know. That, that makes sense. sense. You just got to do it. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Another question I have for you, it goes back to kind of reflecting on the year, your year in music NFTs. Mm -hmm. I remember about a year ago, even like halfway into that year, like one of ones were very hot. And a lot of artists were kind of pushing towards them. Um, and it, it, it feels as if like one of ones, they still have like their dominance. They still have their like raw uniqueness but it seems as if artists have sort of shifted towards doing additions over one of ones. Is there any particular reason? Are you feeling the same thing or am I just in my own head on my own Twitter timeline? <laughs> Low key. I think it's just a hype based thing. Like there's really just more hype around editions right now. Okay. Uh, and I think, I mean, there's people that are, you know, trying to like flip these music NFTs and like whatever, you're not really flipping one of ones very easily and um so i think it's just like a hype based thing and um 
I think also starting out, it makes way more sense to just do additions because you can get more people. <laughs> um, whether it's free or paid, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like, um, you'll get, you'll get more people in by doing additions. So it kind of just like makes sense, but I still think that one-on-one should exist in the sense of like, you know, if you have ones on that, you really, you know, absolutely adore, um, a one-on-one maybe makes, makes more sense for that. Um, and for it to be in one person's wallet, um, mm. than like a ton of people that maybe, you know, maybe you don't know. Um, do you, do you feel like your relationship is different with those who collect your one-of-ones versus those who collect yeah. your additions? What is definitely, that like? Definitely. I think <clears throat> the people who've collected my one-of-ones have been essentially my like day ones. Um, and those people I've just like known longer um, and built more of a relationship with. And if anything now, even since, you know, those one-on-one sales, it's like I become closer to those people. And um, there's definitely a little bit more... Um, like value in them. I mean, they're de- like inherently is more like value in them, but um, I don't know. I think with additions, I, I, I try my absolute hardest to track every single wallet down, get them in my telegram, have a conversation with them. And I really try to, um, but it's definitely way harder to keep track. And so therefore like I'm, it's way easier to pay more attention to those people who've collected my one ones. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. I want to talk about the future of Peter Saputo. Okay. Um, you've been active in the group chat. I always view the group chat. I'm always, I'm always in there watching what you're doing. You have the balance between doing paid editions, dropping random free editions. I'm curious, what's next? Like, what do you have coming up? You have a song coming out next month, you told us. But what, is, what does 2023 look like for you? 2023 just to 2022 is me just figuring things out (laughs) i think that as much as it's um amazing to have like set out plans um i hate being put in like a box Mm. or essentially like boxing myself in so i mean i i have so many songs that i'm planning to drop this year all of them will be tokenized um and yeah that that's the plan the plan is just to drop as much music as I possibly can okay. and uh, to allow people to collect it. I think there's not necessarily anything like super big um, that I have like currently planned out. Um, I think it's just a matter of like still just growing my my collector base as it kind of was the last half of 2022 where I was like, you know what? Like sure it would be amazing to like price my music NFTs like higher, but it, feels a lot better to price them lower and get more people in um, and, you know, just make new friends and just kind of just vibe out. And I think that I'm kind of carrying that energy into, into this year and uh, just figuring things out as I go. Like I, I, I definitely don't want to box myself in and right. about it. Just kind of like trying to, you know, work my way through web right. through TikTok and everything and, and still like having sessions every day and like just making the best music of my life and just like doing the thing. Um, but I think that I can, like, I don't want to put too much emphasis on like a plan. Um, yeah, we're just kind of, we're just kind of winging this year and just like going for it. Like, let's just, I'm here for it. So part part of winging it, part of winging it means that you're focusing more, I guess, focusing your time both on web two and web three. I follow you on TikTok as well. Um, your content's very unique and I'm curious if 
any of your Web2 followers have ever approached you and asked you questions about NFTs, crypto, everything that you're doing in that world? And if they have, what do you tell them? Dude, yeah. I mean, my my Discord, I initially started out to make like a Web3 like Discord. And I ended up being like, you know what? Like how sick would it be to onboard like people from my DMs into in the Discord? And, you know, I spent like a while trying to like really get people in there and didn't talk about music NFTs, didn't do anything. Occasionally, I would add a few people that have like collected stuff into my Discord and we would just kind of, you know, just get more people in there. And I just started announcing like, oh, hey, I'm doing an NFT drop. You know, like you, you commence it here on this date, whatever. And um, I had a few people that were actually like curious and I actually airdropped a couple of music NFTs of like random Web2 fans that were in my Discord that like created wallets, which was sick. Which I That's think is like, cool. I, I did. It was super cool. I was like, what is happening right now? Like, let's go. <laughs> um, and it definitely like at that point, it became a goal of like, okay, like I would love to fill this Discord with people and um, not only just have like a community just around my music, but also a community with people that support me enough to like go mint something. And um, I almost set out like a goal essentially to onboard people to web three through that discord um which has been somewhat successful you know like i'm not converting everybody i'm not trying to shove it down their throats but like (laughs) you know just like hey i'm doing this you know if you're interested kind of a thing and um you know i've had some success which was tight (laughs) yeah i want to also address another thing you said in your 2023 goals is uh, just drop a, a lot of music tokenize all that music how do you think about cadence, like dropping at a specific, you're going to drop every single week, you're going to drop every other day, you're going to drop once a month. Do you have any mental model for thinking about cadence and strategy around that? Like, yes and no. It's kind of in the same thing of like, if I box myself in and say, I'm doing something every two weeks, it's like, well, what if I want to drop something else? Then it kind of like ruins my schedule. Um, And I kind of hate that. (laughs) Um, But I think that like, I'm hoping for, you know, one mix mastered song every month, um, which would be ideal. Um, but I don't want to like set out and be like, yo, I'm doing this. And then A, not be able to follow through with it or B, have so much music I'm sitting on that I want to drop more and it feel like I'm like, I don't know. I, I think that one thing that like could happen too is if I did say like, oh, I want to do a drop every month, I do that drop and I'm like, cool, I'm done for the month. I don't want to like put myself in that mindset. I don't want to like get near there. I kind of want to just like try to ground as much as I can. And you know, whenever I have something ready, it's, you know, I'm hitting upload. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Look, I'm, I'm super excited to watch what 2023 has in store for you. I'll be collecting. I'll be listening. Uh, I keep saving, I keep saving your music and I really enjoy the stuff that you're putting out. Um, I guess, the last thing I want to I want to leave you off with, Peter, is if you have a few tips to share with artists coming into Web three, um, they probably look at you as as somewhat of a leader, kind of like pioneering the space. You found your collector base. You've made money through 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 tokenizing your songs. What are some tips you can provide beyond the ones that we already talked about? Yeah, I think one would be think less about the money and more about community. And it sounds really like I think like some artists might be like, well why would I get into it? I'm not going to make money. Like, why would I put the time in? But there's like something so 
so sick and like so special about having, like I said, like about like a group chat, just having your fans in a group chat that if I had say, Hey, you know, I need people to pre-save this song, send it in the freaking chat. Boom. I'm getting pre-saves from everybody. It's like a direct line to my fans, which is something that I think, um, should be like your, like one of your main goals with getting into the space is because I think that it might be a little bit harder to get like kind of web two fans to get into a group chat. Um, but with like web three fans, it's like everybody wants to like hop into it, into a, maybe not a discord right now, but like into a telegram chat with like some homies. And so it's definitely, it's definitely something to like focus on is just building out your community and being like, Hey, like it doesn't have to be only a web three money thing. It can literally be something that's going to also affect you with web two at the same time. And, um, I think that's definitely something that I would say, like, for sure, focus on because you probably won't even see money immediately. Like, you won't. Yeah. You know, it's definitely like. So, how do you stay motivated? Like, you gotta. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a that's a, that's difficult because at one point you need to like on one end of the spectrum you have to spend time study the space, dedicate, even invest money, going booking flights, hotels, going to conferences, kissing babies, shaking hands, just like you did. But on the other end, you have to go in with the openness of not making a buck and just like overloading your credit card and taking a loan with a high interest rate like you did, you know, and 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 like having that pressure to 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 figure it out. Like and yeah. majority of people will probably not like go yeah. all the way to the finish line with this new field, right? Yeah. Only a select few will actually figure it out. I feel like it's it's like a big um it's a big hurdle because there's so many keywords, so many terms. So many new faces that you need to meet, a new culture that you need, a new sub-internet culture that you need to understand. Like so many moving parts that majority of people will just get deterred. How do you yep. how do you even approach that? I, I think one thing too that definitely or I hope will like motivate some more people is like getting into web three helps me out more on the web two side than if I just stuck on the web two side. Like I've met so many people through like after party where like the, like the song I'm putting out, um, in a month, like I, my mixing engineer and his brother were at after an after party event and pulled, you know, I pulled up to the event as I, <laughs> as I do and, uh, ended up like hitting it off with my engineer's brother and he ended up producing the song with me. And it was like, it went from like web three event to like, oh, like, okay, this is actually helping me out just making music. And I think that there's so many people in this space that are so incredibly good at what they do. And, um, that, I mean, there's, it's such like a niche thing that it's like low key, very easy to kind of get into this like community. If you just put in the time and you might see a lot of like benefits, um, just like popping in regardless if you make money or not, you're going to make some, some cool friends, cool connections. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely like huge motivator for like, some of my other friends who have like right. onboarded in the web three is like, it's not just about the money. It's not necessarily just about community. Like there's so many things that come with being in the space that I think you wouldn't expect, but you don't really know until you dive into it. So you got, you kind of just got to, you kind of just got to dive into it. But um, yeah, I mean, so many people out here trying to just like make money and get in and get out. And like, there's so much more than that. <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds, there's so much yeah. more than that. Yeah. Who who do you think is the most underrated music artist in the Web3 space right now? Oh, man. 
Is it bad if I say one of my homies? <laughs> I have I have a friend who just just dropped on sound. Um and it's his first ever like music NFT drop or anything. Incredible kid. I he's like one of the first people that I met when I first moved to LA. And um he's the reason why I'm even decent at producing. He made me switch to a friggin' to friggin' Ableton from Logic and showed me, you know, showed me the ropes and um He's honestly insane. Like I've, I've known this dude for three, four years now and almost every week he just sends me like five or six demos of just songs that he's like fully, like honestly, not even demos, just like fully finished songs. His output is insane. I think that now with him getting into, into the space, it's like, dude, if, if this dude just keeps dropping music NFTs and what she will, like there's, there's no stopping him. He, he's got so much. Shout music. him out. What's his tag? Ben Matthews, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah, absolute, absolute legend. Um, and yeah, he's very underrated in the sense that he just did his first drop. So we got to, we got to have him up and get him. All right. And I, so Peter, this was great. Thank you for the tips. Thanks for the insights. I'm excited to see what 2023 has in store for you. Before I let you go, where can we find you? Where can we learn more? Shill it away. Let's go. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at PJ Saputo, um, Spotify, Peter Saputo. And uh, Twitter, Peter Sputo or PJ Sputo, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You'll, you'll see me. I'm everywhere. So <laughs> let's go. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being a part of season seven. We'll see you next time. Let's go. Thank you for having me. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ, and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to AdamLevy.io forward slash NFT. Fill in your info and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.